Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Kate Jinx. I'm Brady Lancaster. What's up, Jinxie? Hey, we're in the same room. I know, it's been a while. I'm loving that. <laughs> uh, what's up? I My hair is still wet from the pool, BL. Oof. There she, she is. She's back swimming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. Did you wear your swim cap today? I didn't wear the swim cap. Mm. I should have. That's why it's wet, I guess. That's why it's That's wet. That's question. But it was like, it was one of those sunny afternoons where I was like, I want my hair to be free while I'm <laughs> swimming my laps, you know? And then you get up and if you're like me, you wear your hair out in the pool. And then as soon as you surface, you're like, <laughs> and you can't see anything. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it was, it's nice. It's good to, it's like, it's actually spring. Oh, it sure is. I've been going to the pool so much lately. And by so much, I mean four times in like a few weeks. That's very good. That's quite a lot. It's more than the like six months before this. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I live right next to one. Yeah. I've and been yeah. to... Fitzroy a couple of times. I've been to uh, Carlton Baths, opened on the weekend. Huge news. Mm-hmm. And look, the one in Clifton Hill is 
very warm and inside. So it's not ideal, but in a pinch when you just want to do some laps. Carlton's outside though, right? Yeah. That is also huge news for me that it's reopened because it means maybe there'll be less people at my pool. Yeah. And in your pool. In my pool. Yeah. It's also got grass if you want to have a lay, not on the concrete. And there's a bit less of a, maybe I'm projecting, but Fitzroy pool feels like being sometimes in the food court of a shopping center in Bundaberg, just full of stair bears. It's Everyone a, looking. It's a real cruisy pool, that's it, for sure. It's so cruisy. I just love looking at what everyone's reading at the pool. That is my favorite thing to do. No one was reading anything particularly good today, sadly, uh, while I was there. But I have seen some really funny. It's like it's very girls uh, from White Lotus at the pool. Oh, Jinxie, when I was there the other day, I sent you a voice note about it and also sent you a photo as I laid down in my lounger and I kind of turned my head to the right and the person sitting behind me had nail polish on, like toenail polish on, very shimmery. And I kind of glanced up. I was like, the cover of that book's quite familiar. And I just kind of glanced. It was a Mary Gate skill. We love that. Love that. Someone else, a few... (laughs) cabanas down no, no, a few lounges had um the hardcover grace coddington oh my god <laughs> which was so good who is bringing that to the i know i know oh my i'm waiting for someone to have the sophia coppola book but it, the, the the actual cover is too porous there is no hard cover should so we do it can't. should we both take our copies and go do a photo shoot <laughs> oh my God, we should do a live seal so at the pool uh i love that the pool is a storied pool you know like it's got oh. it's monkey grip it's literary it's musical i know as one person actually said to me commented on my instagram like when i posted something about fitzroy pool they said oh it's the courtney barnett pool yeah some people think of it as the courtney pool and now some people think of it as the troy pool mm-hmm. surely mm-hmm. because it's, of his pool fragrance it's fragrance scent it's whatever oh my god should i go get it from my kitchen you can smell it on air yeah i want to smell it all right brief intermission i've just gone and fetched sulang yours scent pool i have the candle the little one jinxie's gonna smell it oh yeah it's very nice it is nice it's like floral and musky a bit smoky at the same time not musky but smoky kind of foody like my first thought was like savory 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 yeah it's gonna yeah it's a bit um it smells like kind of like had a quick dart outside the pool and then came in. It's like a vape at the pool. It's like a vape at the pool. A fruity vape. Yeah. Mm, I like. Mm, it's I good. mean, it's, it's, I didn't smell that today, sadly, but I, I wish I could. Well, now you have. They should release it in their steam room. <laughs> Put the oil burner, the like little brass alloy Sulang <laughs> your oil burner in the steam room. <laughs> I like that. We should take that to the pool and just light it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So good. Do you want to hear one of the really toxic thoughts I had when I was at Fitzroy Pool recently? Do tell. We didn't plan to do a tight ten on the pool. You we just said your not. hair was wet. I <laughs> I was there on like a very hot day. Everyone around me was much smaller than me. There were a couple of older gals doing their laps. Loved them. And I just had the thought, you know, when people describe like an 
a trendy place, but that one that's been around for decades as like all kinds of people go there, like all shapes and sizes. I had the thought of like, I'm someone's all shapes and sizes today. Like I represent all shapes and sizes to someone here today. <laughs> You're just doing what you can, Bill. Look, I'm just really dedicated to the community like that. I love that you're a community gal. Drinking my Slurpee. <laughs> what else have you been up to apart from pooling? I have kind of, I had the thought yesterday as I was walking to meet you at Napier Quarter that I had really been like out in the world this weekend in a way that like, I feel like I have not in a really long time. I spend a lot of time in my house, but also a lot of time alone. And I was just like out in the world, seeing footy scarves hanging from necks and car windows. Like, I think there's just, maybe it was the grand final weekend did something to me, but like being in Melbourne when like footy is in the air, oh, it like tickles something. It's electric. It really is friggin' electric. Do you feel it? <laughs> Not the football thing, that's for sure. Uh, because I, instead of going to the, or watching or attending any AFL related business, I went to see uh, Alistair Walker's La Chimera again, like <laughs> a complete sicko. That's the fourth time I've seen it in a cinema. And the only time I've paid for it, so that's fine. <laughs> Do you want to? I heard Josh O'Connor. He did. Have you ever seen this video of him talking through his scrapbook of all the stuff? He like keeps a scrapbook. He's very passionate about scrapbooking, the mm. craft mm. of his film roles and like research, but also his time spent on them. And so like he was just like living in the Italian countryside, toiling over his scrapbook day and night. It's so gorgeous. But he pronounces Alice Rawaka's first name, Alice. Well, I mean, yes, if you're going to be... Is that how Italians say Alice? Yeah. It's like my um, brother-in-law's sister. So my kind of sister. Anyway, Sarah, she used to be a tour guide um, around Uluru Uh for Italian tourists. And so she always says, Alicia Springs. Oh, Alicia Springs. Alicia Springs. Which I love. J'adore. J'adore, yeah. J'adore. Okay, how did it sit fourth time? Oh, I just, I adore this film. I think it's my favorite film in the last 12 months. Yeah. There's just something so special about it. I just feel like as soon as it begins, I'm just kind of swept up in this story and like the grief and the folklore and it's got it all. It's got it all for me. Yeah. And I love the music in it. Mm-hmm. I love the way the film is sometimes sped up mm-hmm. so that there's like a little bit of a goodies vibe every so often. It feels kind of like fairy tale or like an, an old VHS or something that you grew up with. Yeah, it's just magic. Anyway, mm. I just adored it. Yeah. Mm. I loved it so much. I only saw it the one time at Myth, but I'm dying to see it again. Um, but yeah, then walking home down Brunswick Street. The streets were a mess. Oh, Saturday night. It's grand final. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They sure are. I got really territorial because my team, Richmond, uh, when we won our first two of three recent premierships, the third one was in Brisbane because of COVID, the first two, like, everyone went to Swan Street because it's A, near the MCG, but also B, in Richmond. Like, Mm. it's kind of like historically you go to the suburb where the team you support is from if you're in Melbourne. So I was like, why are you guys on Swan Street? Get out of here. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like, you don't just go to Swan Street because it's 
geographically close, go to Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Get out. I don't live in, anywhere near Richmond. Get out of my town. I, I, I think that's fair, BL. Yeah, I got real xenophobic about, like, Melbourne suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of going to the movies, I didn't, but... <laughs> Remember like a year ago. It's so good to pod with you, BL. <laughs> That's my segue. Remember like a year ago when I watched the movie Heat for the first time and I was oh, yeah. like, hey, have you guys ever heard about the movie Heat? Like it became my personality for about a week. Yeah. Lancaster's a man fan. Yeah. Well, now I like I'm back in my like dudes rock phase because um, as I told you on the weekend after watching the grand final, I woke up a bit dusty, feeling a little bit hungover, found the largest vessel in my kitchen, this huge jar, and just filled it with iced coffee and parked myself on the couch and, like, browsed around for a second before I landed on No Country for Old Men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, sure. Turns out it's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks for that. Like, it's going to shock everyone to hear, but No Country for Old Men is actually a good movie. It is a really good movie. It's really fucking it's a good it's movie. gripping from the first moment you see that fucking Javier Bardem into like a guy's head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dress up as him for Halloween. <laughs> I need to find a, what I is it, like it. a bike pump, like a gas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that noise, it's so eerie when he turns the light off outside the hotel room. Well, I want to oh. see it again. I've only seen it the once. I saw it at the cinema. I haven't seen it since. I'm probably going to watch it again like this week. Wow. Maybe. Okay. The first time I ever saw Magnolia, I backed it up for a second viewing in the span of 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Like six of 24 hours were spent watching Magnolia. What is the next film of that? Not really genre, but. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of. The Brody has avoided genre. Yeah. I have. I think I have a lot of cultural blind spots when it comes to like, to be really reductive and like, you know. Uh, basic like men movies like dude Mm. movies and like my friends Sinead and Andy came over for dinner a couple weeks ago and Sinead was like I'm picking the movie and we're watching Mad Max Fury Road and before it started I was kind of like is this really the movie that we all want to watch tonight and Mm. they were both like yes it's very good it was very good I enjoyed every second of it don't like it I was gripped I had a fun time yeah you don't like it no Really, really didn't like that yeah. film. I had fun. Yeah, I reckon maybe I was in a terrible mood. Hmm. It's just like I found it like so stylish, really like fun and dark and scary. And like it has that kind of sci-fi. It's an, it's sci-fi enough that you're like, I don't know what's happening yet, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm. And then when you figure it out, you're just kind of along for the ride. Like it's not too kooky because you understand like people fighting each other. Yeah. I went to the premiere of it in Sydney and the lines were so crazy long because they had it over-invited and there was no, um, like nobody knew where to go, like to the point that we left. We were like, we'll see this when it comes out. We don't need to be here, even though it was like you had to be completely dressed up in Mad Max attire. Anyway, and the point at which we decided to leave was because Bruce Spence was in front of us and he was like, I don't know where to go. I can't get in. And Wait, we were who's like, Bruce Spence? Bruce Spence is in the original Mad Max. Oh, okay. He's like a like Australian iconic actor. Uh-huh. 
And we were like, oh, if, he's, if he can't get in, what, what luck do we have? So we went and got some Japanese food. That sounds like a better way to spend your night. I find I've only been to a handful of them. You've been to a zillion of them. I find like premieres screenings annoying. Please invite me to more if you're listening. But like it's quite annoying to have to like linger in a lobby to watch like a performance of something and then get in a line because everyone has to have a free champagne Mm -hmm. and then have to like push past people from the bachelor to like get a good (laughs) seat for the movie, you know? Yeah. It's funny to see like the mix of people that are, is invited every time. It's, I always have a good time. It's always fun. It's always fun to clock when you see a Shane Blaze. Oh, didn't we love that? Uh, Mrs. Aris. What's his name? Shane Jacobson. I love a Shane Jacobson sighting. Absolutely. <laughs> My dad once visited Melbourne and carried a Kenny poster around in his backpack in case he ran into Shane Jacobson. <laughs> I am loving the intel we are getting on your dad every week. Does it's it explain like, things about me? It kind of does. I want to know more, but I don't think I want to meet him. Not in a bad way. I just, I like your... The mystery. Yeah. Yeah. You're piecing together a, a very complex puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. <laughs> loves oysters, loves Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got a lot of dude movies. I need to do some research on. I did make a note on my notes and I said, I don't want advice or recommendations. Please don't DM me Mm. with movies to watch. It'll annoy me. Sure. (laughs) I feel like you've been back for ages now, but it's, it's still quite fresh. How are you readjusting to to Melbourne life. I'm getting back in, BL. Had an epic five-hour lunch by accident on Friday with a friend. <laughs> it was meant to be two hours. Perfect. But anyway. Perfect. But I did want to say, if anyone is listening who is in London, planning a trip to London, and wants to see, uh, for want of a better term, hot Vanya, and you have money to convert, the pound has gone down quite a little bit Ah. since we last spoke and so now's your chance book the tickets now before you get there even yeah that's that's my hot priest hot tip hot savings go towards a gunny dress yep um i've got to say though i was pretty pleased uh speaking of trips to see that jenna lyons was staying at a hotel i stayed at in paris last year yeah you were very excited i love that tell tell everyone what's in that hotel that hotel has a private basement pool. So you book it in like with yourself. Oh, or, you're the only person who can Yeah, go you're in the there. only person. Oh. So or like or the person you take with you. Uh-huh. And you get it for an hour and you go downstairs and there is a pool in there. Not like a full like laps pool, but big enough, mm. splashy. And it had like a steam room and like cold plunge showers Oof. and it was absolutely just so, so beautiful. I'm picturing like Roman baths. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that, like but it dark, was like fresh. Cavernous. Yes. I stayed in one that was dark and cavernous, but this was like, that had the same thing, but ye olde, mm-hmm. where Oscar Wilde literally died. But this mm. one was like brand new, fresh. Oof. Anyway, I'm sure Jenna's staying there for a lot longer than I'd stay there for a single night. She probably <laughs> arrived a few days early to get her tan before she goes into the pool. <laughs> she goes down to the basement. <laughs> She's only showing the landing strip before that. 
<laughs> there was a scene on Roni a few weeks ago that I didn't mention on the pod, but Jenna was like directing all the women at their holiday in Ang- Anguilla, Anguilla. How do I say it? I don't know. Um, I feel like it's one of those places you don't pronounce the L's, but Jessel does. Anguilla. So Anguilla, maybe? They said Anguilla a lot, didn't they? They did. But it sounds like paella, you know? Exactly. I don't yeah. try. I'll have the polo taco, please. Um, but Jenna was like directing people, directing the other housewives to take their tops off. And she took a photo of them from behind. And I was like, this is so an iconic Casper setup. Mm. Like the amount of times Tumblr girls posted that photo that Casper took of Bijou Phillips, Chrissy Miller, and Jen Brill, Jen Brill, a person whose name I shouldn't have known as a teenager in <laughs> Bundaberg, but oh no. she did a shoe collab with opening ceremony. So I knew about her <laughs> and Casper took this iconic photo, very iconic indie sleaze era photo of all those girls in their little short American apparel style hot pants, where they probably weren't like flashing the traffic on like the FDR or something. Oh, that's a great photo. Great photo. But I was like, Jenna. That's what she's doing. Yeah, maybe that's what they bonded over. Speaking of the fashion world, mm-hmm. did you clock the row pre-fall 2024? I didn't. It's so divine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's very beautiful. Is there, I, I was about to say, is there any color? But then I realized that was going to be, that was going to sound like a, a dig because I love the neutrals. I love the big, the big baggy neutrals. Well, you would love this some like, khaki pants in there some very high-waisted pants Ooh. uh wear that to jenna's khaki party uh there's this one incredible pinafore that i long for mm. anyway i haven't seen the olsons in a long time well one of them had a secret baby did she yeah i don't know which one one of them one yeah. of them they're the same um and yeah one of them had hid their pregnancy the whole time and then like emerged with like a eight-month-old baby or yeah. something i like how good for her any, good for her anytime they are spotted they're always obviously doing the same thing smoking or drinking starbucks but they're not dressed the same but they're always matching yeah it's like it's always either pants or a skirt or it's sneakers or loafers and it's like like in that classic dressing your twins way, suburban mom. Like I went to school with so many <laughs> yeah. twins who were like, one wore purple and one wore green, but, it's but the it was same the same shirt. outfit. Yeah. yeah, but like, do they? Shout out to Erin and Brooke. <laughs> I'm like, do they? Uh, uh, surely they live in separate apartments and have twin telepathy, or do they live in like a Romeo and Michelle style room, <laughs> two single beds <laughs> in the same room, shared closet? Hmm. I like to picture it. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they can't be separated. Like imagine if one of them were to, like, I hope it doesn't happen, but like. Brody, wash your mouth out before you say I'm it. I'm not finishing it. I'm not finishing the thought, but you know, there can always, there can only ever be two of them. There yes. can never only be one Olsen twin. Yes. I agree. In general, I think the concept of being a twin as an adult is silly. I'm like, you're an adult. You're two separate people now, but because their lives are. <laughs> They, they work together. They, I'm imagining, live together. I mean, I, I don't know that they do, but I don't want to put that out there because I don't want you to stop the dream. Do we know they don't? I mean, one's got a kid and they're married. There could be a second bedroom for the other one. That's true. That's <laughs> true in Olsen culture. I don't know how it works. I just feel like it's kind of that movie stuck on you, but... 
What's that? <laughs> the events up it's Matt Damon and is it Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear play conjoined twins? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that see that's my blind spot. We gotta wrap this up. I'm so sorry. As well as the hot priest, you can also get a ticket to our live show. <laughs> What a segue. This is the last episode before our live show. This time next week, we're going to be, well, you, if you're just listening to this from somewhere outside Melbourne, you can listen to the live show. We'll be uploading it. But if you're in Melbourne, please come to the Wheeler Center. It's next Tuesday, the 10th of October, kicking off at 7.30. It's all part of the Wheeler Center Spring Fling Program, which is happening now all across the city in different venues across Melbourne. Uh, Maria Angelico is going to be our special guest. We've also got a little surprise in store. There might be some little things you're going to get as you walk through the door. You might leave with a little treat of some kind. Um, if you want to buy a ticket, the code to get 15% off our event is see also all caps, no spaces. And we would love to see you. Absolutely. And I'm so excited about Maria being our guest, our special live guest, because I'm now fully caught up with the newsreader season two and God, it is so good. It's so good. I'm so glad you're caught up. Oh, it, what a great season. The like super- the writing is so good. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Anatov. Oh, I love it. The way that she like her, she's just simmering with rage. Like just, you can just see it in her eyes. The like the looking away and like kind of cry eyes Mm. and then just turning and being on for a camera. Oh, I see. I see that low voice she does when she's reading the news. Anatov. We love, we love. And I love their complexity of the Dale and Jerry characters this season, Mm. not giving anything away. And Mm -hmm. I really loved the inclusion of Hunt Page in there. Great app. William McInnes is so scary and so repulsive. Isn't he just? I want to like run him over. (laughs) He's so (laughs) gross. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm excited to talk to Maria about uh, her role as Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl's, Cheryl has been up to mischief this year. Yeah, she's in trouble, that one. She's in trouble. She's got to talk to HR, I think. So we'll get to the bottom of that next week. I'm excited about that. Oh, can't wait. And I have to catch up on While the Men Are Away on SBS. I'm ex- that's my next show I'm excited to see because it came out all when I was away. Mm-hmm. Excited to get in there. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that's great. I've seen a lot of a lot of chat about the men not being here. Look, that's the selling point for me. No men. No country for him. Young or old. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jinxie, numerous Meltzer article just dropped. Oh, I'm in. The goop. The I'm goop in. of it all. Happy anniversary to Gwyneth. I'm in deep. I'm in so deep in the goop. <laughs> okay, so Marissa Meltzer just published um, a New York, or the New York Times just published a profile of Gwyneth Paltrow on the occasion of Goop's 15th anniversary. And I'm just tickled anytime there's, there's new Gwyneth to devour. What about you? Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm, I mean, color me intrigued. Yeah. Gwynny. Like, I. I, yes, I can't get enough of the profiles, obviously, but I'm also not like a goop devotee or anything like no, that. Me I'm neither. like, I'm watching from afar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm rubbernecking. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a safe place to be, afar. <laughs> I've been like doing a bit of kind of extracurricular like study of the celebrity profile recently, mm-hmm. including Taffy Brodessa Ackner's 2018 profile of Gwyneth. Oh God, it's so good. And I went back and reread it myself, not doing research, yeah. but just because of this new Goop article. And I was just like, I just want to reread that thing. Yes, and me God, too. It was good. The extended bit where she like describes the arch of Gwyneth's foot and how she tries to like recreate it at home with her own feet and the smoking the smoking Mm. is really good i mean the fact that gwyneth famously smoked a cigarette a week was one of the things i loved about her that self-control i know but also (laughs) like the idea of like i can invest all my time and money and energy into my quote-unquote wellness but i'm still gonna have a camel on a sunday a camel a fag i love it (laughs) um yeah, just like the the start of this one, she's like jogging to an adjoining room to retrieve her Oscar because she wants to check what year she won for Shakespeare in Love. Her guest bathroom having a scale in it, I found mm. horrifying. Yeah, I didn't love that either. I feel like the word like influencer has lost all meaning now, but reading this profile and thinking about the Taffy one and rereading it just really truly made me realize how much Gwyneth kind of started that idea but she was a celebrity so it wasn't the same as just being a normal person with a lot of followers or a blog or something but goop started simply because she had taste and recommendations and people would try whatever she told them to Mm. yeah she's kind of the og people say kim kardashian but i think it was gwyneth yeah i mean but then think about like oprah recommending things yeah true and people just Buy anything that Oprah recommends. Uber's hot sauce. Uber's hot sauce. Yeah. But like the, the impact of goop I was thinking about too, like is so, is so unreal now. Like the idea of a celebrity having a, a brand, let alone some kind of like personal wellness cult in 2008 was so unreal. Mm. But now it's like poosh. Courtney Kardashian's got poosh. poosh. And she's What's got like, that? that's her version of goop. Is literally oh. a, a content site. I didn't know. Yeah. And like Meghan Markle had one that she shut down before she, when she started dating Harry, like 
Lord has a newsletter that's kind of styled on opulent tips. Dua Lipa has a podcast and a newsletter where she like recommends things, including like Hope Street Radio when she came to Melbourne. (laughs) And I feel like you could draw a line from Gwyneth starting Goop in 2008 to like the fucking pool candle in front of us, you know, like a home fragrance by a pop star. Totally. Yeah. That is uh, their own sort of range and not just like a fragrance tie-in at chemist warehouse totally it's like a it's that idea of like you're you you no disrespect no 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 but kind of like you can't (laughs) purchase it's not like slapping a brand name on a mass-produced product kind of thing it's like you know gwyneth the idea of like you know i have the goop dry brush and it was like expensive for a dry brush Mm. but it's cheap compared to what it would cost to live like Gwyneth Paltrow, you know? Totally. I went into a Goop store in San Francisco a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Would have been was that 20, like? early 2020. Yeah. Um, it was exactly what you would imagine. It was just like a candle, a vibrator, uh, lots of, you know, like potions that you can take to make everything in your life a lot better. What are they called? Moon, moon juice? Is that what they're called? Well, that's a separate brand. Yeah. Oh, that they sell. I don't know. No, this was like... I don't know. This was like very much that wellness world of like, yeah. put this ground down bone into your water and like your life will be better tomorrow. You'll just have a black tongue for a week. <laughs> I didn't buy anything, but yeah, golly, I had a good time looking around. Well, I was shocked to learn and maybe I'm a doofus for not knowing this, but like when Gwyneth was in the courtroom earlier this year, wishing him well, she was wearing all like what's it called? G label by Goop yeah, I or didn't something. realize that either. We all thought it was the row, right? Yeah. That like big skirt with like the button up white crisp shirt and the little cardi over the top. Mm. The look of the year. It's a G label. G label. G label. It's a lot of G, G flip, G label. Like I just think of like a baby G watch, a G shock. <laughs> Oh, bless the G-Shark. I loved mine. Oh, I they could, were so cute. I could store like six phone numbers in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed. And there's Goop Kitchen, which apparently is great. It's yeah. like Goop approved like healthy recipes, but it's meal delivery. It's like a ghost kitchen. So you can just order really good, healthy delivery in LA. I recommended the podcast Too Niche a few episodes ago, but they did an episode where they rated every item on the goop kitchen menu and they were just raving about like dressings and salads and all right they were like this is like the option for like getting healthy delivery at home shonking i really loved in the melissa Meltzer piece uh when she described Gwynnie's home as mm. the interior smells aggressively of cedar <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed that for some reason and also what about Gwyneth talking about her quote unquote crone years. Loved. Like this is like, I was to say hot crone summer, crone dinner. Yes. Is that where we're going? I fucking hope so. I'm desperate (laughs) for it. The idea that someone could essentially come into the culture, like she was obviously already in the culture, but like reposition herself in the culture at a time when like everyone was like, burnt out or like partying or losing all of their money in the financial crisis and be like, this is the $700 (laughs) Yoni egg you need to be like me and like position themselves as like 
the epitome of mm. like white rich aspiration to then go, I'm going to be a crone now. Bye. <laughs> Have fun with your Botox. I'm Saggy's going to be so hot and I'm going to be responsible for it. It's like so cunty. I love it. And no one can afford Botox because they've bought her yoni eggs yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where I'm just dry brushing myself into oblivion <laughs> and like red raw skin. And then she's like, it's actually cool to be like wrinkled now. Yeah. I love my flaky skin, my flaky crone skin. <laughs> Have you watched the Goop show? TV no, show? I never did. I watched the first season. Mm. Um, cause it was all about like experimental drugs essentially. Or was there a sex episode or a whole sex season? Am I confusing it? <sighs> oh yeah. Actually there was only one drug episode where they took ayahuasca. Okay. And then, yeah, there was a, yeah, it was when like, you say they is Gwyneth in it taking ayahuasca. We don't see Gwyneth taking ayahuasca, but people from her team do. Uh, at like a corporate retreat kind of situation. Sure. And, oh, LA. I know. Imagine the good corporate retreat. Uh, And then there is that whole episode of like dedicated to like vaginas, vulvas. Uh And that was pretty good. That was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, The second one I think is about like couples and couple issues. Like it's like a therapy thing, I think. Skip yeah, skip. Anyway, <laughs> I wondered if you had read uh, Lauren Euler's piece in, what was it in? Harper's. Harper's. Yeah, that came out like maybe la- earlier this year, late last year. Uh, Lauren Euler, the writer, who she published the book Fake Accounts, but she wrote about the Goop Cruise and the piece is titled, I Really Didn't Want to Go. Mm. I have it open on my laptop now, but like I've had it open so many times since it got published and I just for some reason have never seen it through. I think it's about like that idea of kind of getting caught up in something. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is a hook. If ever there was one, this is like almost how the piece begins. I was in the right emotional state for a nine day. Yes. Wellness cruise from Barcelona to Rome. This is precisely why I really, really did not want to go. I'd spent the summer engaging in polyamory and doing unanticipated quantities of drugs. And everyone agreed I needed to get away from my two boyfriends who were providing me with an endless supply of suffering and stimulants and totally distracting me from my book deadline soon to be missed. <laughs> like you want to read that article, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to read about someone going on a boat they didn't want to go on to because that is hell in my mind. Oh, I, you couldn't get me on there. No escape. You could not get me on no. one. <laughs> there used to be a like music industry conference in Melbourne and they would do a like very exclusive party that like left from a wharf or like a dock. And then it would be three hours on the water. I would RSVP every year and I'd be like, yeah, I'll come. And then the day would arrive and I would be like, there has never been a single industry event that I have gone to and not wanted to leave within an hour max. I look, I used to go on them in Sydney because oh, they were, yeah. we did like the pop frenzy boat cruises, okay. pop frenzy afloat. And they were very fun because it would be like really good bands playing. Um, and I would DJ dressed as a sailor anyway, That's different fun. life. I would go to that. But I, I was at one of them when Beth Ditto made herself vomit on, uh, like, I can't remember what band it was, who were being really shitty. Yeah. Anyway, so it was, you know. I remember this urban be- legend, but I don't remember the band either. I don't remember who they were. Anyway. My instinct is like, I want to say it's not this. I want to be like the Ting Tings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who it was. Me neither. Um, do you want to know a fun fact? 
Absolutely. Girl Talk DJed at Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding. Really? Too. Yeah. Her her husband from a few years ago. Oh, the producer guy? Yeah. Who was with Ryan, Martin, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, Girl Talk had just been in Australia <laughs> and... I'd like followed the, you know, the people who were dancing on the stage. We had like a friend in common and they were like, they had essentially were like, we're going, we're playing a big show this weekend, but we can't say where or with whom, like there are NDAs involved. And then I just saw there was a big celebrity wedding, like helicopters flying over the marquees. And I was like, holy shit, it's Gwyneth's wedding. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I felt like a detective putting those pieces together. Wow. Girl talk. That's so funny. I haven't thought about girl talk in a while. I love girl talk. I danced on stage at Splendor in 2017 on what Lauren Euler's describing, like a similar (laughs) similar experience. Uh Fucking great time. But yeah, I like, I will always root for Gwyneth. I think I like the one cigarette a week, the forgetting she was in a Marvel movie while on camera (laughs) with Jon Favreau. Recently she did SponCon for some kind of like supplement or vitamin. And she just filmed herself. She gave so little effort into this SponCon video. She was like sitting at her kitchen. She was like, yeah, it's filled with multivitamins. She's got like her like the blue light reflecting glasses Mm -hmm. and her son just starts like making a smoothie loudly in a blender in the background. (laughs) You can't hear what she's saying. She's like, Oh, that's Moses. She just posted it. Like got the, got the money posted. It did not reshoot. Didn't bother to reshoot. I love her. Wow. Sai would never. Sai would never. And that's why Gwyneth is Gwyneth and Sai is Sai. Okay. Some see also's. Well, first of all, they mentioned in this piece that there's like a Goop hotel stay that you can go on, which I want to go on. Colony Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida. Would you would you do that, Jinxie? No. Interesting. I would. It's got Goop products in the bathrooms and decorated with the Goop wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no. There's Goop wallpaper. Okay. I want to see photos, obviously. Obviously. It just makes so much sense. I think it's so smart. That's not a C also, really. That's just me asking you a question. But <laughs> one C also is, okay, so you know how they, they reference the vagina candle mm-hmm. in this piece. Have you seen the video of Bethany Frankel doing stand-up comedy about Gwyneth's vagina candle? I haven't, but I also doubt that Bethany Frankel can actually do stand-up comedy. You'd be right. She describes Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth having a vagina candle. And then her punchline is, she says... And it smells like her vagina. Is that good? Is that good? And it's, but she's Bethany. So it's like, yeah. And then it just keeps going. And then she just describes how she started skinny girl. Oh, classic comedy gear. Yeah. Really good. It's like, (laughs) yeah, she's a shady as protege, um, a protege. So obviously a C also is the taffy profile, which we'll link. But, um, another thing I'm going to recommend is, the podcast, The Dream, which is hosted by um, journalist and podcaster Jane Marie. And it's on to season three right now. They do kind of like an episodic thing. And the past two seasons uh, looked at like pyramid schemes and like MLM in the wellness space and like came at a time when I think a lot of people were realizing that the pipeline from like wellness stuff to like cult or like Mm. pyramid scheme or anti-vax conspiracies um, or just general conspiracy theory was like a direct line. And so it's a really great podcast. And the the current season, which is kind of coming out weekly now, is about um, 
gurus, life coaches, all that kind of really juicy, dark shit. Give it to me. Yeah. Yes, I want that. Bill, it's taken us months to talk about this film, which is kind of wild because we both loved it a lot. But uh, I think we do need to talk about Celine Song's past lives. It's time. It's time. The past versions of ourselves... (laughs) We kept putting it off because we went, our podcasts are getting too long and we want to say so much about past lives. We've got to do it today. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Now or never, baby. Yeah. So past lives is now in theaters in Australia. It's on VOD in the States and it's still in cinemas in like a bunch of, like it was just on in cinemas when I was there in England. But yeah, God, I mean, see it in a cinema if you can. Yeah, truly. I watched it for the first time with you before MIF and- the experience of like the lights coming up and having just like a like heaving cry uh was you gotta have that experience you gotta have that moment yeah I was a little jealous that that you got to do that in essentially in private there were only like four people at that screening and uh I saw it at the Berlin Film Festival uh at its premiere there and I had to do it in front of like a thousand, two thousand people just like trying desperately to pull myself together. Oh man. I like pull obviously those snorts in, pull them in, let them out, baby. Like we're obviously not going to spoil what makes you cry, but like there is like everything kind of in the film just slowly like unspools and like leads you to like a moment of like all of the themes that this film deals with, like connection and losing people and finding them again. And like this film is compared, I think fairly to like Richard Linklater's like before trilogy, that idea of like you meet someone in your life and you kind of let them go or you leave or you kind of lose touch with them because you assume that you will keep meeting important, special people in your life. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of time to realize that that doesn't, that isn't always the case. It's not always a given. Yeah. 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 And it's just desperate and like, oh. Yeah. It's like, it's really about the build up. It's not about a specific thing that happens really at any point mm. in the film. So, really, no spoilers if you haven't seen it. But uh, it's just this like monumental emotional build up that happens throughout. Like, you're just sort of waiting for the storm to break, essentially. Totally. It's like, inhaling inhaling and then you you just gotta let it out um so i guess like quick plot summary if 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 somehow people have like missed past lives entirely it starts with two young children in korea uh nora and Sung. and nora's family is nora is her english name her family very early on her um two parents and her sister they all move from south korea to canada and Sung is her school friend they're like kind of each other's crush it's like very sweet like 11 year olds 12 year olds and they kind of have one little date chaperoned by their parents and then they her family leaves and they never see each other again and like 12 years later on like a very early version of facebook kind of reconnects with him um when she's a college student and he's still living at home with his parents in south korea they have kind of a reconnection and really kind of like speak about their memories and one another as kids and really connect, but they live in separate countries. They're both like aspiring to be very different people. And so then another 12 years goes by. And like, by this point, 
they're in their thirties. She's married to Arthur played by John Magaro. First cow hive riser. <laughs> We're here, baby. Um, and she's living in New York. She's a playwright. Sung is like a businessman working and living in South Korea. And he books a trip to New York. He comes to see her. And it's been 24 years since they've, they last saw each other in person. Yeah. And it's just about this particular, like the couple of days that they get with each other and with Arthur and, mm. oh, oh. oh, in New York, like the, the locations are so, are so specific in this film. There are like these settings where, you know, the two children are playing around this kind of statue almost of these two yeah, it's faces. Yeah, like a sculpture garden. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of climbing on the, these big kind of stone structures and you realize they're like two faces looking at each other. And then 24 years later, when the next time they see each other, the first time they touch each other as actors, even like director Celine Song, like made sure that they didn't have any kind of physical contact before they did on screen. There are these big facades of like figures, like flying away from one another. And it's just, it's so beautifully framed. They're like walking through the city reconnecting you would look at them and think that there may be a couple or their friends or their siblings even the film opens with this beautiful moment of like a stranger's voice watching them and wondering how they all connect to each other but you know they're walking through crowds of people and I realized on my second viewing of it it's all pairs and I would go oh it's all couples but who fucking knows what every person we pass every day on like it it just really like the story is about that sensation of like every normal person has like this extraordinary little story in them yeah i hadn't noticed that couple thing when they're at the carousel yeah it's all i mean unless i'm mistaken i'm pretty sure it's all couples oh how fun all pairs of people do you know that that scene was meant to be at moma like when they oh. meet in the park but they couldn't afford to shoot there. And so they relocated to the park and it works so beautifully. Well, like they're always kind of wandering around. It's funny that it wasn't deliberate, but like they're always wandering around under like bridges. Yeah. And like the, like, you know, this like place between two places is, you know. Well, yeah, it's like it's shot down near the piers, like just below Brooklyn Heights and it's, you know, about like connection and distance really. Yeah. And like that slippiness of time and memory. Also that she includes these quite overt references. Like the biggest one would be eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. But there's also a poster of Celine and Julie go boating, which is like one of my all time favorite films uh, in the dad's workroom, like in Korea, when when they're packing up to move over. So it's like this sort of, I don't know, like making reference to films that deal with, yeah, time and memory. And there was a New York Times piece about it that referenced the Celine and Julie go boating thing and noticed that the one character in that film says to the other one, your future is behind you. And this writer from the New York Times, can't remember who it was, said like that could basically serve as a tagline for past lives, which it totally could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also this idea that like, you know, there's obviously like a romance and a chemistry between them, but there's also like a very long friend. It's just a connection. Yes, you know? connection, yeah. Yeah, because um, 
she is married to Arthur, who is, um, you know, a white Jewish New Yorker. And Two favourite male characters on screen this year, mm. both called Arthur. Arthur La in Canera. this and, yeah, and Artur in, uh, Artur, in La Chimera. Um, Both absolute freaking hunks. Big year for Arthurs. Big year for hot men called Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> because John Margaro in I hope I'm pronouncing his film right. It's very Australian. Margaro. John Margaro is he was also in Kelly Rackhart's showing up, which was also at Myth this year. I was like, oof, we're eating tonight, ladies. Um <laughs> that character is just like he's such a dream. Like watching this with you and like three other people versus a full cinema was like a very different experience. So much of like Arthur, the comedy of the interactions between them was really highlighted with like a room full of people because yeah. all his insecurities and like fears and worries about his wife reconnecting with her childhood sweetheart are right there on his face. And it's in the exposition. Like he says, he says the thing that most people would like stuff down, which is like, do I have anything to worry about here? Like, yeah. this is a really great story. And I, in, in this story, I'm the evil white husband <laughs> keeping you from your destiny. And it just, it makes this character so perfect because he, that's what we're all thinking, watching it. But also that he's open to their meeting. Yeah. Also that he's not, like he doesn't insist on tagging along to everything or. Yeah. I, it's such a, it's such a good character. Yeah. He's such a good character. Um, I thought that the, all the writing is so, the dialogue is so naturalistic and you can really see that Celine has come from the theater writing and not in like a play to screen kind of way, mm -hmm. but in just that ability to capture a conversation in this really organic way is really like, I just was so kind of stunned by the, mm. by the dialogue between mm. the characters in this. Yeah. Like what's said, what's unsaid. It's really nice. Yeah. And like what's, what's said in different languages as well, because totally. there's like, you know, a key scene, the film opens there and it's, it comes again late in the piece is there. The three of them are sitting at a bar together and Arthur doesn't understand what they're saying when they're speaking together in Korean. They're talking about him, mm -hmm. about how much Song likes him, but also about how they feel about one another. And he just, he's assuming what they're talking about, but he's not like, guys, can you translate, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a really beautiful, yeah. it's a really beautiful movie. Yeah, I really love the, like how she captured that density of, and it's very much based on her own life, which we, both know through interview, but also because we both hosted panels with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's about like the density of like those two languages and two cultures and like what one might be losing by kind of shedding that other, that past and mm. gaining a different future. Uh, but also, yeah, it's just about that kind of Profit versus loss, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> the spreadsheet of the it all. Spreadsheet. The spreadsheet of life. Yeah. Um, there is something too, like this is an experience that I can't relate to personally, but like such a major part of Nora's character, I think as the movie goes on, is her realizing how much she just had to leave behind in Korea, like mm. in not going back and leaving when she was so young and kind of she was always, you know, as she says to Arthur later on she's like 
like I'm Korean, but he's Korean. And because she grew up in Canada and now she lives in New York, she's had to kind of like find her place in like so many different worlds. And so she's not just reconnecting with a person, but also like a culture and a language and identity that she left behind. And like Greta Lee, who plays Nora, has said in interviews, like she was so embarrassed about her ability to speak Korean for the film. She was like, I'm not good enough. I've lost so much of my, the language and Celine Song was kind of like, yeah, that, that's yeah. what makes it perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. why it works. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Greta Lee is so good at it. Fuck, she's so good. More Greta Lee. More Greta Lee, like, starring roles, please. Yeah. And Teo you obviously just incredible, incredible performance. There's been quite a bit of backlash about the film just because it sort of was such a breakout feature, um, the A24-ness, et cetera. But like there are a few kind of critical pieces that have come out where where they speak specifically about the presentation representation of Korean culture, and I'm like I cannot speak to that at all. But there's so many others that are just like oh it's too light, like it's too sentimental, it's too light. What do you make of that? I I mean I think it's okay for something to be sentimental, and I think it's it is a very sentimental movie because it's about like loss and like the meaning of like people and interactions and like memory. I haven't read very much like critical stuff about it. I'll be honest, but I, I get the sense from just like a glimpse at certain like low scoring, like uh letterboxed reviews, for example, that it's a, the stuff that I have seen is like a reaction to the hype or to the popularity or to like, people's emotional responses or like rave reviews of it, you know? And then there's a wave of like, I'm going to score this lower or like be Mm. more critical of it because I didn't think it was that good. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I kind of think. Yeah. Mm. What do you make of the kind of like the criticism that it's too, too sentimental or emotional or whatever? That's just not the film I saw. I've seen it like four times, I would say, because work stuff. And it really kind of, it's suck a bunch at the end. Like it, the whole film is just like every time, every time it gets me. Yeah. And every time I notice something kind of new in there or like the way the cinematography works or like the way that the camera is just like moving, moving, moving or the muted tones or like the, the way the score comes in. And But there are so many levels to that film. Like it is such, it's so multi-layered. I mm. think that by calling it light or just sentimental is like a pretty severe misread of that film, mm. but also it's just not the film I saw. But I, I also like, I have been in a long distance relationship. I remember those Skype and Facebook sounds, you know, like that really brought me back. That era of laptop even and New York. Yeah. And being like, actually, this is damaging my, like trying to like reconnecting or connecting so much with a person who lives so far away that it starts changing your present. And I think you're not going out at night. You're not hanging out with people because you have to be home and on the phone. Yeah. You're not having those life experiences because this is other life experiences Mm -hmm. taken over. So I really loved, I really connected massively with all of those things. I mean, like, I just can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I can't wait to see what her husband does next. The real author. Oh my God. Uh, 
Justin Koretsky's. I'm trying to think of a tennis term. Love all. <laughs> For love. What is it? He's He wrote the film Challenges that Luke Gordon, a new director that's about to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, with Josh O'Connor. With Josh O'Connor. Oh, it all comes back, doesn't hunks, it? Hunks, 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 hunks. Arthur's Arthur's. <laughs> do you have see also's with this one, Jinxie? I sure do. There is Celine Song uh, curated a playlist for Spotify, uh, kind of inspired by the film, but about like cities. And it's called Celine Dion Sings Love Songs While Our Cities Burn. It features all the music she loves. Uh, like Godspeed, Explosions in the Sky, The Album Leaf, etc. So if that's your vibe, uh, we will link that. Uh, I really liked a little piece she wrote for the A24 site when it came out called Space and Time, a note from Celine Song. Uh, John Magaro in First Cow. It's streaming in Australia on Mubi at the moment, but you can rent it on Apple TV, YouTube, etc. The huge. Uh, but I also would recommend, you probably have already heard the Past Live soundtrack that uh, was made by Daniel Rossen and Chris Bear from Grizzly Bear. But Daniel Rossen has a really great solo album called You Belong There. And I think that's like the next step if, you, if you're sick mm. of the Past Lives soundtrack. I love that. Um, yeah, First Cow was on my list of also also's along with Carol. Carol. John Magara's in Carol. He sure is. Um, just for a just for a sec. A see also for New Yorkers, the bar that they go to is the holiday cocktail lounge, uh, from the opening scene, from the big emotional moment at the end. Uh get thee to the holiday cocktail lounge. When I saw it on screen, I was I knew exactly. Did you? I spent so much time Did in that. You? And it's not the same bar that I was teasing last week, <laughs> but it could have been because I have spent so much time in that bar that I was, because it closed in 2012 or something and then it's reopened. I haven't been since uh, it reopened. Okay. But uh, I was like, I know, I know this yeah. very much. She was like, I need a divey neighborhood bar, but not too cool, not too speakeasy you know. Yeah, perfect. And obviously see also Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's been a long time since I've watched it and uh, overdue. Yeah. And if you want to see Selena and Julie go boating in a cinema, which I highly recommend and you live in Sydney, it's actually on at Golden Age uh, in a couple of weeks. All right. It's time for Also Also's. Jinxie, what's your first one? My first one is, look, I've been talking about it all day, so all pods, so I will just get it out there, get it done. Official. The Italian Film Festival is currently on in Australia. It's on until like the 15th, 18th and 25th. It stops at different times in different <laughs> cities. So you need to go to the website. It's over a couple of weeks. You need to go to italianfilmfestival.com.au. But you can see La Chimera. Go and see it. It is on in every city and there are so many sessions. Please just go and do it for me. Uh, but also I wanted to recommend the film The Eight Mountains. Uh, we played it at MIF last year. It's Incredible. I was so worried that no one would ever get to see it on another big screen in Australia. And it is just so worthwhile. It was reductively described at the time as a straight broke back mountain <laughs> um, when it premiered uh, at Cannes last year. But it's like, it's a <laughs> That's beautiful. That's just Westerns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. Uh, you've got the Italian countryside 
friendship between these two men. I think that you will enjoy looking at them, BL, very much. Great. Uh, and the act of like building a rustic house together in the Italian Alps. Oh. Right, right, right. I mean, I mean what is and not to love. If you are not in Australia and you have the Criterion channel, you can watch the Eight Mountains on there. It is exclusively streaming on Criterion. Love that. Is No Country for Old Men the straight bird right now? <laughs> I mean, there's not much friendship in that from what I can remember. No, they don't build any houses. My first one is a swim also. I, as previously mentioned, I'm going to the pool and I figured to make it easier for myself to do laps and hang out, I would get some, I would get the gear. I would kit myself out. So I bought a microfiber towel that packs down really small and it's from a brand called Dock and Bay. And apparently I didn't know anything about this brand. I just, I truly just bought it because it was a microfiber and B like cabana navy and white stripes. But when I looked into the brand, it's all these towels are made from like a hundred percent recycled plastic. They allege that they are sand free. Like you take them to the beach and when you lift them up, sand doesn't cling to them. Hmm. Haven't tried it yet. So can't attest, but like the, the company is like B Corp certified and by next year they hope to have a carbon neutral supply chain. So like a good brand dock and bay. I ordered mine from a website called swimwear galore, which was a, pretty reasonably priced. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I've got a swim also, 2BL. Slay. Mine is the Speedo Endurance Leaderback Sport Leg Suit. You got a leg suit? Yeah. So if you want to hit the pool like on the reg uh, and you don't want to like screw up the nice cozies that you've got or you're feeling a bit self-conscious about the legs or the bikini area, or you're just not wanting to feel particularly femme at the pool. Or my big thing was like, I really hate the idea of people like, because the fishery pool's always packed. Yeah. I hate the idea of people swimming up behind you and just seeing everything. Seeing up your bum. Seeing up the clacker. Uh, so I got a leg suit and it's only like little legs. Like it's not neck to knee. It's only um, little legs. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go to my ankles. You it's must not a swimming walk in dress. There and everyone's like, here she is ready to do some <laughs> fucking laps. Well, I just think that it's sort of, it's so not noticeable. Like it's actually really great. And like the first time you put it on, you're like, who am I? Who is she? But you get used to it. And I think it's very good. I highly recommend it. You can buy it from Speedo Direct or you can buy it from a place like Swimwear Galore and it's a little bit cheaper, mm. but it's good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. And also our also also is a really weirdly aligned this week <laughs> because my next one is literally I wrote in my notes bikini line also. <laughs> there you go. Because I um, recently had an appointment with a waxer who I just loved uh, her name's Jen and she used to run her own uh, waxing business that I tried to book in with a few months ago because I looked up like body positive waxing Melbourne. Her website came up and I wasn't able to make a booking. So then I just went to the next Google result and it's Miss J's, which is a nail salon, waxing salon. They do a bunch of, they do hair and like beauty treatments in Thornbury. And halfway through our wax, we were chatting through the whole thing. Turns out, Jen ran that business that I tried to make an appointment with. And now she works at Miss J's. Cool. Great, attentive, skilled, comfortable, judgment-free zone, non-gendered waxing services as well. Really great. Highly recommend. My last one is a burn also. 
candles from Nonna's Grocer. I think we all know Nonna's Grocer because you cannot avoid those citrus, beautiful citrus candles. We love. Shaped like a mandarin. I have bought so many of them in my time for gifts, special little gifts. I've got to say that these ones I'm going to talk about were hashtag gifted, hashtag thank you. I received fennel candle and the Moscato grapes candle. The fennel one is so cute. This is so cute. I love them. They arrived just before I went overseas and I'm really excited now to be back and so that I can pop them out one evening. Uh, The actual company is co-owned by sisters, Madeline and Isabel Hoy. And what I didn't realize about the uh, company was that it was inspired by their great grandparents who founded a fruit store in Dalesford in Victoria. Hence all the fruit. Love. Love. Um, One of the things that they're doing at the moment that I really love and I'm going to invest in is I said that like, I need to take out a loan. I don't, but um, they are doing these ocean tea lights and they make like little candles in clamshells that they gather from the Sydney fish markets oh. instead of just being kind of chucked out to sea. Yeah. Uh, and they sell them as a set and they look kind of perfect for a little sultry summery table setting. That is so cute. A little so shell tea light. Mm. Love. Um, yeah. I was lighting my Moscato grape arrangement the other night went down and treat um if it weren't for the wick you'd think it was a bunch of grapes my last one is a treat also uh i recently have started uh working into my routine a semi-regular pop into sunday school which is a little ice cream shop in clifton hill if you're in the inner north in melbourne um one of the co-owners used to work for heston blumenthal that Every, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, he does the foams and the smoke. Um, this is much more accessible and much cheaper, and you can just get a delicious cone. Does the ice cream have theatre? It does if you go with me. <laughs> I'll put on a fucking show. <laughs> um, the other night I was walking home from dinner and I got an iced coffee flavour in my cone, and it truly tasted like I had a – was clinking a glass with ice cubes in it. It's American-style ice cream – AKA has a custard base. I just wrote these notes based on what I read. I don't know the difference. No, I didn't. I didn't know there was an American style ice cream. It's very yummy. Okay. I tried the orange sherbet. I got a little vanilla bean to take home. Really, really yummy. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to buy tickets to the live show at wheelercenter.com. We'll see you next week. The next time you hear from us, we'll be... Not nervous at all on stage. No, not at all. It's going to be fine and fun. (laughs) Um, And we'll hopefully see you there. If you want to keep up with us, the place to do it is our Instagram at See Also Podcast. And while you're listening to this, we would love it if you popped over to Apple Podcasts and left us a five-star rating and wrote a little review. Tell us what you love about the show and, you know, share it with your friends. We would love to reach more people. And thanks as ever to Samuel Hodge for our imagery and Harvey Sutherland for our original theme music. Bye. See ya. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.